Welcome in, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me again. Today, I'd like to discuss generosity from a Buddhist perspective. Um, this is a big topic, as most topics um, coming from the Buddha Dharma. And um, there's a lot of ways we can explore generosity, but I just want to put it out there for some of you new to a Buddhist perspective on generosity, that mm, there might be some ways I'm going to present it that's a little bit different than how you normally uh, think about it. So I just invite you to, uh, you know, generate an open mind with me uh, to some new ideas, especially here, I would say that the first one being that in Buddhism, generosity is not just a physical kind of giving. I call it more a way of being, um, or sometimes I say like the spirit of generosity. I don't think this is foreign um, in Western cultures, uh, but we don't usually talk about generosity that way. We talk about it in, in a material way, right? Which is fine, as that can be beneficial for ourselves and others. Uh, but in Buddha Dharma, we explore it also in some other ways, which includes obviously material giving. So um, I'd like to start with a quote from a well-known uh, Buddhist teacher named Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. And the reason I'm starting with this quote is because for me, this quote has been um, a really powerful one to explore generosity in some different ways and to try to work with it uh, throughout my life and, and generally throughout my, my days you know, and weeks. So the quote goes like this, you have to be wholly involved in the process of giving. You have to become one with what you are doing. No matter how small the thing is in terms of value, one must be fully involved in the giving so that a part of one's ego is also given away. Yeah, so for me especially, the latter part of that verse is, is quite powerful. There's two themes here that I see in this quote. One is the sense of being fully involved, um, that we're, we're fully dedicating to the action of giving, whatever that giving is, right? Whether it's to another person, whether it's um, to ourselves, whether it's a sense of just, um, like I said, the spirit of generosity or giving. And he said, we have to be so involved, so fully involved in that giving, like with our heart, with our mind, with our being, uh, that part of our ego is also given away at the same time. So I like to discuss that, that, that latter part, that part of our ego is given away at the same time and just frame that a bit. Because for some of you listening to this, you might not be able to relate with that right away or why that's important or even why you'd want to do something like that. So ego um, is, is obviously a Western term, but sometimes modern Buddhist teachers will use it to describe this sense of self-enclosure that we build up, that we... Uh, feed throughout our days, hours, weeks, lifetimes. Um, and from a Buddhist perspective, when it's a self-enclosure that's disconnected from those around us, and when we're solely working on feeding our own wishes, you know, what we're clinging to, what we're interested in, or pushing away what we don't want, actually, this uh, moves us further and further away from genuine happiness. So this is just a basic premise in Buddhist philosophy, that the more self, uh, the more problems, <laughs> that the more self, the less happy. And this is a very, very tricky one. And obviously, this is why there's, you know, entire paths of practice and study and um, different lineages within Buddhism, because um, this is a very challenging problem for most of us, because this is how we are functioning. You know, it's, it's a very strong, almost primal habit 
to cling to self and to want to focus more on what's uh, in it for, for me, so to speak, right? Or the sense of it being all about me. And so, you know, we don't have to feel bad about that. It's just a strong habit. And from a Buddhist perspective, this is the main habit of what's actually causing our pain, suffering, dissatisfaction, and, and disease. So that's the context of why he's saying that, because one of the points of generosity is actually that it relieves us of our ego clinging, or it relieves us of excessive attachment to our own self-interest and self-absorption. And we have to first have some kind of understanding that we want that, right? Because we might not want that unless we study it a bit, and unless we explore some of the Buddhist teachings in how um, that limits us, as I said, and how that causes us dissatisfaction ultimately. And I'll just leave this uh, here for now and, and jump to the other part of the quote, which is on being fully involved, you know, where we're practicing, keyword practice, um, the spirit of generosity with our whole being, with our thoughts, with our physical and verbal actions, with our emotional intentions, and of course, with how we're viewing uh, the, the object of our generosity, whether it's a person or a situation or um, a pet, an animal, you know, whatever that is, um, how we're engaging with that object is we're engaging fully uh, with our sense, with our whole sense of being. So for me, there's kind of two ways to work with this uh, quote. One is we come from the side of seeing how much damage our own self-enclosure is doing to us or, or feeding that self-enclosure or self-absorption or this sense of it being all about me. We come to some understanding uh, via experience, reflection, meditation, that that's actually harming us. And then we practice generosity or or. Uh, generosity of spirit throughout our day, which is just a sense of also openness towards others, openness to the world around us. So that's one side of it. The other side is we just so fully jump in to openness in a sense of generosity, a willingness to uh, leave our biases aside and try to see the point of view of others, to try to see what they need, right? That the same thing happens. Our, our own self-cherishing lessens, and therefore, of course, our own suffering is going to lessen. So another component that's really important here is that generosity leads to openness. And so what is openness, right? Um, the Buddha Dharma describes openness in lots of different kinds of ways. Um, we can describe openness as a spirit of generosity itself. Uh, we could also describe openness as just a sense of non-bias or non-judgment or less judgment, right? Openness to our to our own emotions, thoughts, others, etc. Um, we can also describe openness as a sense of spaciousness, where there's less of a wall or barrier uh, between ourselves and others. Now, this is a tricky one because openness doesn't mean we leave discernment aside, right? Openness actually includes discernment, but what happens is that that judger, that bias that wants to limit um, ourselves or others, those limiting beliefs about ourselves and others, those start to slowly fade away as we practice this. Those become more and more evident um, how they cause us pain and how they cause us to limit ourselves in relation to others. So openness includes discernment. Openness includes a sense of wisdom on what is going to be beneficial and not beneficial. 
But it also includes a sense of spaciousness, a sense of ease, um, less self-absorption, less it's all about me, right? So it's very interesting because from, from this perspective, we're kind of simultaneously working on both generosity and serving and helping others, but at the same time, our own happiness increases. So the 14th Dalai Lama likes to call this like intelligent or smart compassion because we realize that the more we're able to expand towards the world around us and to um, live from a sense of generosity and openness, the more we're putting energy into that, we're also going to become more happy. So he calls it intelligent in the sense like there is some self-interest there, but it's intelligent because it's connected to expanding towards the world around us, to, to expanding to others around us and to what their needs are. So another component I'd like to introduce is a sense of deep listening. So for me, um, part of my practice of this spirit of generosity, uh, either leading to openness or openness leading to more of the spirit of generosity, part of it is a practice of deep listening. And this word deep for me implies not just listening with the ears, but listening with our bodies, uh, listening with our hearts, listening with our other senses, our eyes, etc. Where we're open to the world around us, we're open to others. And for me, there's a sense of like curiosity there. There's a sense of being open to what others might need, to learning more about others, right? Less of my assumptions, less of my judgments. And of course, you know, if 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 it's another human, we can ask them, you know, we can talk to them, we can learn about them. But for me, this all comes from a spirit of generosity where you know, we want to know more about them in order to have more harmony with them, in order for them to be more at ease and happy and um, to, to get their needs fulfilled, right, if their needs are, are wholesome. So here there's this sense or quality of listening deeply via all of our sense perceptions, via our body, and via our heart when our heart is more open. So I recommend trying this in small ways, uh, trying this in ways uh, throughout your day that are going to be workable, right? So we don't have to take very challenging situations or relationships into this kind of practice right away. You just practice generosity um, moving from small things, things that you can do. So if material generosity is easier for you, you just start with that. You start with giving something um, away. Uh, and giving it away to someone who actually needs it. So it involves this listening process, this deep listening, because you're aware of what they actually need. You know, you're not giving something to someone who doesn't need that, right? So you're aware they need something. And sometimes it doesn't need to be a material thing. It can be your time or energy or just seeing that they are, um, you know, needing some help to complete a task. And you go in to help them with that. And of course, Probably all of us have examples like this um, that happen each day at our work, with our families, with friends, etc. So it's not like we have to search long and far for this. Usually this happens in our communities. You know, I, I'm a big fan of working locally, right? Uh, so work, working locally and then allowing that to flavor and benefit globally. So start with that, things that are directly around you where you can practice the spirit of generosity, but consciously. So maybe it's something you already do, right? Maybe it's something, some way you use your time to help someone else in need, like, like a son, daughter, family member, friend, coworker. Now become conscious of that and open your heart to a form of love, a form of warmth towards that person while you're doing it because you see them 
as lovable, you see yourself as lovable, and you want to offer um, in that spirit, as as uh, uh, the quote says, you know, involving yourself fully in that moment with them. So, of course, that also involves meditative awareness. Uh, to involve ourselves fully just means we need to be present, right? So, we're, we're aware, we're present, our heart is open, our discernment is there because our awareness is there. And then we're fully allowing ourselves to be in that moment of generosity. And just notice what that does to you versus um, like more limited forms where we think we need to do something or we don't really want to do it, but we do it anyways. So instead, we practice from a place of, you know, as much generosity and openness that we can muster. And if you're a meditator, you can experience or experiment with the openness that arises from that, the mind that's more open, that's less uh, encumbered by uh, thinking and to-do lists and, um, you know, what about this? What about that? It's less encumbered by things and it's just more at ease and just allow yourself to rest in that ease. And so we go throughout our day kind of combining these things, resting in ease, resting in openness, and then practicing this spirit of generosity, either directly or Sometimes what I recommend is just practicing this in meditation, working with a visualization of generosity, or just clicking into the sense of being open to others. We can do this even when no one else is in the room. So it's possible where we just kind of open our heart and we're ready to meet uh, whatever situation is in front of us next, whatever person we're interacting with, right? So I think that's about it. This is a uh, practice I want to emphasize. So if it's challenging for you um, to do, uh, just, just make it smaller, make it more doable, make it more bite-sized, right? Make it something that may seem, how do you say it, like too easy to do, like something that's easier to you know, give your time away with or something materially or just enter the spirit of generosity with, with someone or something that's easier to work with. So it's okay to lower the bar in the beginning because that brings uh, confidence for us, where if we put the bar too high, we might lose confidence. So that's uh, the last thing I'll, I'll leave you with. When you're practicing this, don't set the bar too high. And it's okay because when we set the bar low, it doesn't mean we always keep it low. We can raise the bar, right? Because it has room to grow. So best of luck in this uh, kind of way of thinking, being, and practice. As always, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know here on the comments in YouTube, or if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, just reach out to me at scotttusa.com. Write me a note. I'd love to hear, um, you know, how you connect with this, uh, right? So thanks so much and take care. Talk to you soon.